That was a splendid rendition of our opening song by the Queasy Quilts. Ooh. They are a Beatles ripoff band from the UK. Ah. You see, Pepto-Bismol used to open for them, but then they, they got better than them. So now they're playing bigger shows. So the Queasy Quilts always have a rough time. Pepto being the famous blues guitarist from the 70s. Yeah, Greasy Pepto. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, how's your week been, sir? It's It's been a, a good one. It's been pretty busy, but it's yep. been good. Kind of nice in a way. How about you? Yeah, it's been busy uh, this time of year. I start getting uh, pet portrait commissions coming in a little bit more because people are getting them for the holidays. Yep. It's always a good time of the year, but... Yeah, gets pretty busy. Yep, it's definitely starting to get a little cooler here. Yeah, the chills. How's the fall looking up there? Oh man, the last couple of weeks have been amazing. The uh, I don't know what it is, but we've just got we've had color for like weeks and weeks, and for two weeks there, it was just every everything was changing at a totally different speed. So like, yeah, for a while, like everything was green except for just like the edges were starting to turn yellow and then it was like just bright yellow and red like and it's like morphing everywhere kind of gradients of color like just insane that's been a great year everybody said it was going to be bad because everything was kind of out of sync but it actually yeah. came out better than ever it was awesome no oh, yeah it's looked really beautiful autumnal kind of vibes going on down here mm-hmm. um and then there's the added spooky element of tons of smoke in the sky. Um, I think it was it was announced eight hours ago that the Cameron Peak Fire, which is burning just west of me in Fort Collins, is now the largest wildfire in Colorado history. Damn. The blaze has burned through more than 164,000 acres and is 56% contained. So I've had some friends or friends of friends, they've needed to evacuate their houses, um, kind of more by Horse Tooth Reservoir, which is right by oh, yeah. Fort Collins. And yeah, so it's just been smoke consistently Dang, for I like, realize... I feel like a month. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that close. I remember going to Horse Tooth. That's right there. Yeah. Dang. Yep. It was definitely quite smoky there when I came and visited. Definitely. So we'll get like one day that's, uh, you know, pretty nice. And then I'll wake up and it'll just look orange outside my window, which totally fits October, but (laughs) (laughs) it's a little, it's pretty spooky. Yeah. It's very spooky for the lungs. (laughs) If only we'd raked the forest floors. Yeah. That's, you got to remember to get out there and do that. Yeah, because that's definitely the problem. Don't rake your leaves at home. Go rake the forest. Because the leaves at home, the birds need it. It's good for the birds if you leave your leaves. Be lazy. Yeah, there's quite a bit of wildlife that does well with that. Yeah, I was was just saying, like, yeah, it's time to rake the leaves. And somebody was like, no, don't do that. I was like, oh, really? Okay, cool. Thanks for the reason. Sweet. (laughs) Yeah, the United States needs to do a lot of things but one thing that i think we could all agree on is perhaps we can design our lawns and all that in a way that's beneficial to the environment you're in 
it's always been kind of crazy living in Utah or even parts of Colorado where people demand to have like a nice green lawn. Oh yeah, it's so weird. And it's just like it's totally not what the environment is here. You should just put in some rocks. It's a giant waste of of water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put in a tree that, you know, does well in that kind of environment, put some rocks down or there's all kinds of greenery that like, just yeah. does better. Yeah. I totally get having a patch of grass if you you know, are actually gonna like use it for Yeah, you know, like go sit on it or whatever. And whatnot, but yeah. The whole entire like every inch of your property a little crazy. Yeah. And I mean I'm not I don't feel like I'm that crazy about it. It's like uh I definitely like see golf courses and people are like, those just shouldn't even exist and I'm like, Oh well, calm down. You know, people <laughs> come in and pay for it and this is a golf course. Like what well, it is what it is. But Yeah. I don't know. It's like, do you really need a huge lawn in a desert? I don't think so. Nope. I don't know. And as far as golf courses go, I do I do agree with with you, but I always do wish that like one day a week they'd let us just go play disc golf on those things. They're so nice. Yeah. I was going to say like that could be a good way to pull in some money and then I'm like it's a golf course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of rich people go on there. They're probably fine. Yeah, like I'll pay more money so those poor people can't come here. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Go back to the clubhouse in between lines of coke. They're just like, well, we got to keep these disc golf kids out of here. <laughs> exactly. Totally passive rule. Yep. It's like skiing and snowboarding. We got to find a way to cancel that school dance. <laughs> uh, so Paul Rudd is definitely the disc golfer. Yeah, definitely. He's just so charming. Like, hey, I just want to throw disc, man. Just let me toss, bro. Let me toss disc. You're not being D's. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I would be first in line for this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're writing the script now. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, Paul Rudd's uh, listening. Tickle the chance. Our uh, viewership in YouTube just went up a crazy amount mm-hmm. on our last video. Um, we were looking at the analytics and. First couple ones, you know, it's expected for where we're starting. It's like nine views, 13 views, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then our last one, last time I checked it, it said 85. Wow. That's even more. Yeah. I was like 70 or something. So maybe it's a glitch. I was shocked by it. I was like, wow. But uh, that being said, if we suddenly kind of almost got some new listeners... Uh, I suppose I could mention real quick in line with this uh, wildfire thing that uh, I sell pet portraits, uh, prints of them. So let me explain this better. Uh, I do a commission of a pet portrait for people, and that kind of helps me keep my art business going. Mm -hmm. But any prints of it, I'm donating profits to uh, firefighters. So I just figured that was a tiny little way to contribute and help out with that because I don't think this is going to be a one-year thing. It's going to keep happening and be worse and worse until we start doing something about climate change. And climate change is not political, so we can talk about that all you want. Yes, indeed. And it is definitely a big part climate change. And it's also just, you know, U.S. fire management over the years has not been the best and now we're realizing we kind of did it wrong a little bit and we're going to pay a little bit of a price for a while there's going to be some big burns but hopefully we'll be able to move ahead after that and maintain the forest properly actually they do need to burn every once in a while yeah (laughs) well and that's what a lot of deniers will bring up they'll be like it's natural it's supposed to burn and you're like yeah not this large, this often, and for this long. Oh, oh yeah, it's definitely, I mean, that's a small indicator that climate change is happening. There's plenty of other more alarming things going on with, you know, ice and the ocean and stuff. and Sure. All kinds of stuff. You can you can go read about it if, if you don't want to feel good. <laughs> it is true. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, 
I think it's probably worth mentioning. I'm always surprised by people that just don't know this or the people that are supposed to know it. They just don't mention it. It's like the reason we say climate change now rather than global warming isn't that global warming isn't happening. It's just a lot of scientists thought global warming was giving off the wrong image of what it's supposed to look like. And so then anybody who denied it would just be like, it's going to get cold. What about that crazy blizzard? It doesn't look like global warming to me. Exactly. And you're like, well, it's climate change. So basically, your climate, and there's a difference between climate and weather, your climate will have crazier, wilder spikes of different types of weather patterns. Yeah. Like, we had how many hurricanes this year down in down in the Gulf and stuff? Like, mm-hmm. it's an insane amount. Way different yeah. than normal. <laughs> so I guess I'm just trying to say, it's like, yeah, we're going to have more tornadoes, more hurricanes, larger hurricanes, and we're going to have crazy blizzards because of global warming. Yeah. It will make cold shit worse. Yep. Anyways. Yeah. You know, but we're we're not scientists. We're just repeating the little bit we know that ninety five percent of the scientific community has consensus on. And exactly. the only other thing I'll say in relation to that is a scientific consensus isn't a bunch of scientists patting each other on the back saying I agree. It's all these different scientists through various studies and research, all their research and studies line up pointing in the same direction yeah so one person who's studying soils finding out this thing that's changing one person who studies the atmosphere is finding change and they're all like wow the earth is getting warmer why greenhouse effect co2 methane all that stuff we're pumping into the air it's not that complicated you can make a greenhouse in your yard and watch this effect exactly and we anyway. know, we know it's happening, and we know it is large corporations doing the most of it. If all yeah. if all people banded together and did all the little things you see, you know, reduce your carbon footprint, little tips. Even if we all did that, we would still only bring it down a certain amount. Like it's it's gonna take large scale change. We're gonna have to demand it from in our products we buy and everything to really get something to happen. So oh, that's and that's the other gotta, element too. It's a lot of this is on the corporations. Oh yeah. They need to change their practices and we definitely got to switch to sustainable energy. Us as individuals like I'm not going to drive this week. Like cool for you, but it's not that huge of an impact. Every little bit counts. But what we really need is corporations and governments to change their behavior on the mass production scale that they operate at. And I don't know, I I suppose I didn't mean to do that rant, but uh, yeah, having a wildfire that close to you and constantly going, I don't know. And then having that thing that we don't talk about right now, completely not talking about it. Yeah. Either side, that's definitely a both sides thing. Oh yeah, they'll they'll talk about climate change, but when they get like a presidential debate or anything, it's just like, where's climate change? This is a thing we need. Uh, Kamala Harris, it's like we're not going to go after fracking. It's like you absolutely should. Yeah, but uh, no, wait, we're not talking about that. Yep, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, well, we're getting I, there. I I think the answer to all this is like you said, uh, we are not scientists. What we do mm-hmm. know is how to look at something and how to study it and decide if it is actually true. You can discern that on your own, and it's usually as easy as a quick Google. I have mm-hmm. done so much fact-checking in the last couple of months about things that we can't talk about and all kinds of other <laughs> stuff. Just like I just see something, I'm like, that sounds like BS. I'm going to Google it. Bam, first thing that pops up is like, hey, fact-check, this thing is wrong. Like it's that easy, yeah. and so everybody needs to do that on everything they read and hear and say. Especially, don't share it unless you've actually like checked it out. And 
yeah, vote for people There's a... who don't lie. <laughs> yeah. There's a hilarious Tom Segura bit from one of his stand-ups where uh, he's talking about he was watching a movie with his dad. I think it was The Fugitive. And he's like, hey, buddy, uh, you know that Tommy Lee Jones is gay? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I didn't know that. So then he started going around telling other people that Tommy Lee Jones is gay. And then one guy just out of years later almost was like, no, he's not. What the hell are you talking about? And he's just like, where'd you hear that? My dad told me. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, so you don't have any information or facts that he's actually gay? Nah, I just went around telling everybody that. And it's just, it's the same thing as sources. It's uh, always check your sources. And you're not going to find one site or paper that doesn't have some element of bias. I remember I spent like almost a whole year trying to find pure unbiased news. And it's just, it's not going to happen. So I like to read whatever I normally read. And... Then I'll go over, look at Huffington Post, which is basically a liberal rag on the internet. But, you know, covers just about everything. And then I go over to Reuters, which is slightly conservative. I'll check out The Hill, which is definitely conservative. Yeah. Completely, you know, almost throw my computer on the ground if I get anywhere near Breitbart. Oh, no way. Um, Vox is very liberal, so I don't even bother with that. And yeah. then I try to like go to BBC or something, kind of get a foreign perspective. That's how that's how everybody should do it. Look at that one media bias chart and see where your source is. <laughs> all those are up in the top, the ones you mentioned. Those are all decent uh, sources. I, anytime I come across one of those charts, I post it, and there's almost always one person who comes on. They're like, fake. <laughs> like, well, that's constructive. Yeah, good on you. So, yeah, it's like you got to check your sources and defer to I think that's something that we're not doing so great in the United States right now. And I don't feel like we've been doing great at it over the last 20 to 30 years is we should be listening to experts. Yeah, that's exactly it. There's a difference between, you know, yeah whatever you want to call fake news and all that and just a scientist saying something and a bunch of other scientists agreeing with them just because one random doctor is like actually it's all fine you just need to take this you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah it's it's craziness yeah one person does not outdo the overwhelming consensus <laughs> mm-hmm. i think i had an analogy that i used at a after school program I used to work at up in Seattle. One of the kids was asking me about something along those lines. It's just like, and I can't even remember, so I won't bother making something up. But the, the analogy, we were sitting in the gym and I was like, all right, look at it this way. If you had all the Olympic athletes from the NBA um, telling you that they're going to teach you how to dunk and this is how you do it. And then you have your buddy Connor over there telling you, he, no, 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 they're all wrong. Let me tell you how, how to dunk. Who are you going to listen to? Exactly. He's just like, he might be your best buddy, but what does he know about dunking? Yeah. He's like four, four feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's people just seem like, nope. I did a, watched a couple YouTube videos. I got it all figured out. Sheeple. Yeah. Actually, the math make it worse. Like, yeah. <laughs> and see, that's what's kind of crazy. There, there's an inherent truth that uh, life is politics. Every element of life has some kind of element of politics to it. Politics is simply just people interacting with other people at at its basis level. But yeah, when we're saying we're not going to talk about politics, we're obviously talking about this sixth party system we're going through in the United States. And that's what we mean. 
But that's kind of what's crazy about this stage we're at is we're talking about wildfires and climate change. And that's talking about politics. It is. Talking about having to check your sources and go into different sites and cross-checking. And that's politics now. Oh, yeah. Many people will be like, yeah, you must be a liberal. <laughs> Checking sources. Yep. <laughs> Listen to these losers. I only need to read one story, and there it is. It's in my brain. Why would they need to read it five times? Five different places. The Lord done told me climate change ain't real because it gets cold sometime. You know what? Hopefully this doesn't offend everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I would have thought that Christians would be all about climate change and global warming. They're like, oh, see? End of the world. Jesus is coming. I think some of them are. <laughs> well, actually, no. I, as soon as that fell out of my mouth, I realized, oh, that's kind of, that's what it is. They're just, oh, we'll just, well, that's what it is. And we'll just keep denying it so it keeps happening. We wouldn't want to do anything about this. Nope. Not be like shepherds of the earth or anything. We want to see it all die. Yeah, bring on, bring on the end times. Get it done. Which I think it even says something in there about that. You're not supposed to do that. But wouldn't it, and I mean, I'm sure that's not every Christian, of course, but wouldn't it be like, oh, let us be shepherds of the earth? I'm paraphrasing whatever that thing is. Yeah. And you would, wouldn't you want to be like caught cleaning up when Jesus comes back? (laughs) You're just like, oh, what? Oh, Oh, hey, you're here, JC. (laughs) I was picking up some plant trees. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Recycling. What have you been up to, JC? He's just like, it's pretty radical how you're recycling right there. I dig that. I'm like, cool, geez, JC, let's go surfing. <laughs> Fist bump Christ and there you go. Dude, they're going to be the band that does our song next week. Done. <laughs> Fist bump Christ. They're from California. You remember uh, the one guy that made their one, uh, their first flyer was was dyslexic and oh they had a lot of angry people show up to bump this christ (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) all right well we just spent a lot of time talking about politics (laughs) none of it what should be political none of the stuff fortunately yes (laughs) yeah so well let's hop on to something a little different what you got for me this week oh oh we could do uh October movie fest as oh, well. Yeah, let's let's. Well, do you want the random? Let me just toss this idea at you, and then okay, uh, then you will get started on the spoopy movies. All right. Maybe you already heard about it, but uh, Elon Musk has finally brought the cost of the Tesla down. So the the Model S mm-hmm. is cutting it down. Have you have you heard about this already? Well, buddy, I'm not that big of a car guy. That might be because I've never owned a car. Word. Me neither. So I, I think I'm a, out of the loop a little bit. I'm, I'm, I feel I'm like a weird car guy, but kind of. What were you saying? I'm just. I. It keeps me out of the loop. I think even if you're just just a rando, just any kind of car, just driving around, you're just inherently have that much more car information and you probably pick it up better when it's in the news yeah like a car commercial on a screen for me is just like like (laughs) doesn't mean anything to me and oh they just changed the design four horsepower i don't even know how many horsepowers (laughs) there are there's there's a lot in some of them um, so I, I do, I agree with you on all that. Like I, I'm, I'm not like a hardcore car guy. I do like watching like the, the shows, some of them, not all of them, mm-hmm. but there's a few of the car shows I do enjoy watching, even though I just not anything I'd ever going to spend too much money on. When I go car shopping, I'm looking for the cheapest one. Although I do want a Tesla. I've ridden in one and they're cool. And their um, new starting price yeah. is $69,420. No, $69, so, he hmm. uh, he did the the funny internet numbers for the price of it, <laughs> and yeah. it is a it's it's a really cool vehicle. Um, you've I don't know if you've ever gotten in like a really fast 
like gas powered car, but I think I've been in a Tesla. Oh, you I mean, been once in a again, Tesla? it's a thing I'm not totally paying attention to. Like in the but Uber, it would be like an Uber. Um, I think my buddy's stepdad had one, or maybe it was like, uh, well, th- those are like both gas and electric, right? No, that's a Prius, is the one that's as a Prius. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't Tesla. I feel like have I have to, been though. It's you'd have to have been in one in like the last like two years. It's still pretty new, probably. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I okay. Yeah, I'm just screwing it up. Then I don't know. I rode in one a couple of years back, like one of the the fancier ones. Uh, I think I don't think it was the S. I think it was there the other one. Uh, and and it was with a person that was like giving me a ride. It wasn't like an Uber or anything. So they were all like, "You want to see what this thing can do?" And I was like, "Sure." And suddenly we were going ninety, like zero, like just bam, just like like a gunshot, just pushed back into the seat. They have more get up and go than any gas powered car, like. You know, most gas-powered cars. I'm sure there's some top-of-the-line crazy thing that can also do that. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. no, man, it's just rockets. It's and they're pretty, pretty quiet. quiet. Yeah, completely quiet. Uh, well, not completely, but way quieter than a gas-powered one. Yeah. I uh, I hear that that's a major complaint for car folks. Is uh, they like the noise. They they like the sound of the engine and the all that business and. I always thought that was kind of silly. Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, too bad. You don't get to be as loud and obnoxious. (laughs) And that's the whole thing I do. I like cars. I like, you know, old cars. I like this Tesla thing. It's cool. But all of it is not great for the whole climate change thing we were talking about. (laughs) Well, I feel like it, uh, keep them around and work on them and, you know, tune them up. Like, that is a great element of American culture. Just don't yeah. make it your main mode of transportation is all. Yeah, and we kind of need to get that mindset back with, like, everything. Like, we never should have ditched the TV repairman. Like, the old TVs were, you know, we need to improve the technology, but we need to, we should be doing it slower and try to, like, keep it around for longer because we're going to be mm-hmm. hitting the wall here. Maybe not even soon, but at some point, you know. <laughs> Oh yeah. The um I was actually kind of a big fan of the Tesla truck. I thought that looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's almost like being a fan of the Cleveland Browns though. It's just like, uh <laughs> Really? <laughs> like some people seem to hate it. And I was like, I think it's awesome. It looks like the future. Exactly. It's because you don't have robot eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I, uh, yeah, so maybe that I've I've had that crazy idea in my head. When I make more money one day, my first car will be a Tesla truck. Nice. Yeah, I think they're badass. I'm just waiting for the future to get here, and that's why I haven't gotten a car. That's I have never wanted a car more than I wanted that Tesla because I was like, the future is wow look at yeah. it like it drove itself it was doing all the lane change things but it also showed that the it's not like totally the future yet because like there was like an overpass shadow across the road and it mm-hmm. it thought it was a wall so it like slammed on the brakes for a second <laughs> yeah it's a little like whoa what the hell is that oh shadow fake out and, <sighs> yeah but the only liquid in there is the uh windshield washer which is and the windshield's automatic it detects rain and mm. and how much rain to like adjust the speed it's craziness wow oh, yeah we must embrace the future mm-hmm. i would like to throw throw at least my hat in the ring there's another podcast i listen to it's uh christine christina p when she's on dr drew's podcast oh yeah and they've been talking about they want a rational revolution. We just need to like bring rationality back because everybody's just getting conspiratorial and making nonsense up and thinking with their emotions and not with their brains. Yep. Like and we got to we got to get rational back. Like stop listening to people. Ignore whatever they have to say as far as like. Anything that's not just the facts of what they're saying, debate those. 
ignore the trolls just yeah read news separately from social media and then when you're on social media you can block anybody you want yeah if they start sharing bullshit it's back goodbye maybe i'll run into you in real life and we'll get along fine but don't like instagram you Mm-mm. i guarantee you there's people that like me a little bit but the way i run my facebook or my instagram they're like i'm out of here it's like yeah. i can't deal with the stuff this guy posts and that's completely fine yeah that's that's how it's so easy to just unfollow somebody yeah no you do you know. boo exactly it'll make you it'll make you happier <laughs> get less people in your life less people's constant streams of thought bombarding your brain yep i like i like instagram i have been much like leaning that way more than facebook just because it's like pictures i don't even have to look at what they say but sometimes yeah sometimes people (laughs) got something to say and but it seems to be a lot more measured on instagram than facebook indeed that reminds me of a thing actually it's a concept we can talk about because it's like a kind of a core uh way of living for me Mm -hmm. you remember my concept of the core like uh as far as as far as like inner relationships with people yeah 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 i like to look at my social life as uh those like charts you would see in science class with the earth cut in half and you can see the core and the mantle inner mount, mantle and outer mantle or like i can't remember it's been a minute since i looked at one of those that's right that's right and then uh magma magma then the crust and then the atmosphere and then there's fucking space Way and for there. me there's only like a couple people in space like you you're dead to me get away from me don't, I don't I don't want to hear one thing about you anymore. Don't even touch my crust. Yeah. <laughs> but most people are in the atmosphere. And that's just everybody. It's like, hey, you're just there and I don't really know you, but we need the atmosphere. It's really nice. And all that. And then the crust is kind of like, okay, that's like you can recall their name. Even if it was somebody you went to school with, like fifth grade. And they'd be yeah. like, oh, yeah, how are you doing? Then when you get into the magma, that's all your close associates and not, yeah, just associates. You don't really hang out. Just people in your life that you know, like the nice lady at the coffee shop or, oh, you know, yeah. anybody. I then love, you get into the, yeah. And then you get into the, is it the inner mantle, then the core? Yeah. Yeah. Inner, inner mantle is friends. But you're really not that super close. Like you maybe go meet up at the bar, hang out at parties. Mm-hmm. You maybe wouldn't go visit them if they lived in another state kind of thing. Yeah. But then, yeah, you get into that core, man. And I like to keep that core small. Because there's times in my life where I've tried to jam a lot of people in the core. It overheats it, man. It's like the plot to the movie 2012. It's going to just destroy the magnetic connection to the crust and everything's going to collapse. Yeah. You got to keep the core solid. Mm -hmm. Closely bonded. Lots of nickel, right? Yeah. Nice. And and, uh, (laughs) iron, maybe? Maybe. I I really don't know. I just, I hope I pulled that out of my ass and I'm correct. Once again, we are not scientists. We are not. If any geologists are listening... And are like, what the hell? <laughs> Please be on our show. Write us at fakoshka <laughs> at gmail.com and educate us. That's why we had our buddy Neil on that one episode. Not only was it fun to talk about movies, but it's like, oh, space stuff with Neil. Like, he just definitely knows more about that than us. Indeed. And then if I were in a room with him and then a real astrophysicist came in, and then I think Neil would join me in listening to that guy. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so that initial point, the the core, I just try to think of your relationships like that and just like, oh man, is this gonna is this gonna turn into the plot of the movie The Core where like some people from the crust come in and try to blow up 
your inner core. Like, oh, I they can't div- have that. They divide the core. The whole thing goes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I think I think those listening understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hop into these movies real quick? Yeah. What you What you watch this week? All right, October Movie Fest. The next film I watched after last week was Hereditary. Have you seen that? I have not. I don't think so. I was wondering if I had forced that one on you. I'm going to go, because now that I say that, I'm like, wait a minute. Did you make me watch that? I'll look it up and see. Go ahead. If I haven't, it's definitely like, oh boy, that's going on the list. That's like, I've seen it quite a bit now, actually. It's become like one of my modern favorites. It's like become a classic for me. Yeah, the new one. I don't think I have. Oh boy! Well, we're doing that, man. Okay. I and it's like, as many people that have reviewed the film say, because you really don't want to give too much of anything away. It's just a really surprising study in grief. Like not total like fear, or like jump scary type stuff. It's like the whole plot is soaked in grief, and huh. it's really impressive on that level and the acting's great and it just yeah it makes some decisions that are uh yeah a little different and it's just i anyway it's every october that's like one i need to watch now um and tony colette who's the main actress in it should have got an oscar but well well uh that's on amazon and oh you'll enjoy this most of it was shot in utah Oh, interesting. It has a very Utah vibe, and you'll see what I mean when we oh watch it. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's, that's the other scary part. <laughs> then I moved on to Hocus Pocus. Ah, good one. You've seen it. Yeah, I've seen that one. I'd be, I'd be shocked if you're like, oh, no, I've never seen that one. Um, I think my first sexual attraction, even before I even understood what that was, <laughs> was Sarah Jessica Parker in that movie. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, just something about the way she was acting. I was a young lad. I was like, man, I really like that witch. <laughs> the other two, like, I don't know, they're evil, but something about that one. Yeah. So that's a classic for me as well because it does kind of bring me back to that boyish wonder of Halloween and Sarah Jessica Parker. Nice. She gets too much of a bad rap, dude. Some people say she's like, oh, she's got a horse face. I'm like, I want to lick that horse. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that movie's streaming on Disney. Disney Plus, okay. I need to watch it. We're going to talk about Disney in a bit here, actually. Remind me of that. Okay. But uh, we'll move on real quick. The only other one I've watched this week is An American Werewolf in London. Have you seen that? No. It's a man. Double feature then, man. Okay. Gonna have to tie you to the couch. Is that one spooky? It's a perfect blend of like horror and comedy. Nice. It's uh, a classic. Uh, two dudes go backpacking in Europe. They're in think like northern UK. Uh, werewolf attacks the friend, kills him, and then the werewolf attacks the other guy and gives him the bite, but then the werewolf dies. So he has the bite of the werewolf, so he's going to become one. And then his oh. friend comes back as a dead apparition with like his skin rotting, which is like awesome practical effects. Nice. And he's just like, I'm going to be in limbo on Earth until you die. Like, we have to kill the werewolf that made you or the last werewolf or something. Nice. And so throughout the film, he starts like killing people and they come back as ghosts that are like bothering him when he's just like a regular guy. Looks up with a pretty hot nurse. It's just a great movie. Is that the movie that Warren and Zevin songs about? Warren Zevon? Yeah. I don't know. What song's that? The Werewolves of London. Hmm. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe. That's a um, that's an interesting jam. I've actually that's odd you mentioned him because he was played at work the other day, and I was like, oh, he did that song. And then there's a couple other ones. And I'm like, this, this is pretty cool. And but yeah. I had never really listened to him. And yeah, that was just last week. Weird, Weird how that happens, right? That happens yep. to me all the time. Stuff like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think an American Werewolf in London won some awards for the special, but uh, special effects. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if for nothing else, you got to watch it for the special effects, and they keep they have all kinds of. Uh, Songs that are like moon themed mm-hmm. coming in through the whole movie, which is really great. I'll try to look that up in a bit here. But uh, you have not, so you've seen Hocus Pocus, you haven't seen the other two. Nope. All right, so that's going on your list. Nice. <laughs> we have an ongoing movie list where I show Kellen these films I feel like he needs to see. Because I am definitely a movie geek. Yep, and I'm behind on a lot of legendary films. Oh, yeah. Um, But I can't show you this list. It's a private list between friends. So if you're listening and you haven't seen any of those, all of them are classics. Totally different vibes. Um, American Werewolf in London is on is on HBO Max. Those are all on different streaming services. And yeah. all the friends' codes hit up all, all the friends and neighbors. Yeah. Get their logins. Sharing is caring. Um, I wonder how if they would catch on if there was like, how's there's only five subscribers, but the whole internet's watching this? <laughs> <laughs> so. Any movies you caught for October October Movie Fest? Well, I haven't uh, watched a full horror movie. No, I've been watching some other... been on a Cohen-Tarantino alternating uh, thing going with one friend, but uh, haven't... Those are great. Oh, yeah, it's very fun to go back and forth between those two directors, but... Uh... I love to get into a Tarantino hole mm. and a Cohen Brothers hole. It's nice, but I need to get some some spooky movies on. I did catch a little bit of an old made-for-TV Disney movie called Twitches, mm. which could be so many different things, not Teenage Witches. <laughs> now, was that like Halloween Town? I, what, wait, is that a Disney movie? Yeah, it was a Disney Channel oh, movie. I, I do remember that one. Oh, man, yeah. That's a that's a favorite of Neil's. So maybe nice. maybe we'll have to get him on. Okay. We'll have to write Halloween that down. Town. Nice. Get him on, we'll talk about Halloween Town. That sounds fun. That's good for the month. Yeah, there's I wonder some... if he can tell us any scientific knowledge about Halloween Town. <laughs> we'll there's... we'll see what we can do. But that'll there's... be upcoming. There's quite a few old uh, Disney Plus movies I'd like to uh, well, not Disney Plus, old Disney movies that I hope are on Disney Plus. So I need to get that and check it out. <laughs> oh, dude, when Disney Plus first dropped, you know, everybody got it for The Mandalorian, basically. Some yeah. people for the classic films and whatever, but it was like, oh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian starting, Disney Plus is coming out, I'll get that. Mm-hmm. Then, I think it was last Thanksgiving, Neil was visiting. So it was Neil, Shockey, and I just kind of hanging out, and we're getting uh-huh. ready for Thanksgiving. We might have to have our buddy Shockey come on and talk about this story more in depth, but that, the night before Thanksgiving, he had to get his appendix out Ooh, at like two in the morning. And, but <laughs> then he goes in like a champ, gets it taken care of, comes back. He was, he was in charge of the turkey. He wanted to still be in charge of the turkey. And then both me and Neil just have a terrible like flu. Oh, man. And so we go down to Thanksgiving. Both me and Neil just hang out on the couch, like sick. And Shockey's sitting there on painkillers. 
<laughs> just had his appendix removed. And we're like, we will celebrate Thanksgiving. So thankful. But we, we managed, and it ended up being kind of nice and a cozy little time with friends. Mm-hmm. And just kind of them taking care of you. It was a nice feeling. But uh, that that rest of that weekend, we're all laid up on the couch. So we just burned through Disney+. Plus. Oh, nice. Like, just all the old movies. Like, all right. Mighty Ducks. Or Richie Rich. Or <laughs> Heavyweights. Blank check. Yep. Break I think we did that one. Brigade. Uh, the, what was the first kid? Oh, man. See. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> the weirdest scene in there is where Sinbad, like, pulls the kid's pants down to show his ass to the news. I do not... And you're like, what the fuck? That is wildly inappropriate, Sinbad. (laughs) Well, I guess it was a different time. That's not Sim good. Sinbad Sinbad. (laughs) Sim sad. (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. We totally derailed that, but Halloween Town has got to happen. You saw Twitches? Yeah. That was uh, that was it's about meth. No, it's a uh, teenage witches. <laughs> that's oh, what I thought. Okay, it right, right, should right. be about meth. Twitches. Yeah, that's like the name you have for the local meth head. He's yeah. like running down the street with a bike tire. He's like <laughs> twitches. There goes twitches again. <laughs> he just shrugs <laughs> as he's running. <laughs> What'd you expect? <laughs> uh. Is that the only October movie fest film you've watched? Well, I didn't. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I just caught a little bit of it, and I also caught a little bit of Beetlejuice. It's like you know, mm. somebody else was watching it. I was sitting there eating, watched like twenty minutes of it. So, That's a great October movie. I know. I need to. I want to watch that one all the way through. I was enjoying it. And you know what makes me sad? We were talking just a little bit earlier about uh, Tarantino holes and Coen Brothers holes and just going down their whole filmography. Yeah. I wish I could do that with Tim Burton. There was a certain point uh, where he just became corporate Tim Burton. Yeah. And they just got gross. But he was one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah. Beetlejuice, the first two Batmans, uh, Edward Scissorhands. Pee-wee's yeah. Big Adventure, Sleepy Hollow. That was yeah. last week. Like, I love his stuff, and I, I'm trying to think of what movie shifted it for me. I even really like Big Fish. I've never gone back and watched it, but... He did that one? Yeah. Isn't that the Dave Barry novel? I'm not sure. I don't know Dave Barry. Oh, shit. He, uh... Did the oh Nightmare Before Christmas is a good one. Then he did James and the Giant Peach, I think, and that's where I was like, meh. Maybe it's good in hindsight. And then where he really, really lost me, maybe it was this, was uh Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, I'll, I'll try to maintain my rage. But I can't stand that movie. Yeah, it dude, is I, probably because I'm a purist for the original, but yeah, I did not enjoy it as much nearly. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And I, when you heard that Tim Burton was going to do Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, you're like, "Oh, awesome! He's probably going to do something really dark with it. It'll be cool, and it'll have his set designs." And his set designs were like super cartoony in that. And then Johnny Depp is just like. A wounded little girl. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, the old man wasn't as good as the old man. Like the grandpa's so memorable in the original. Yeah. I anyway, I could keep like going off on that, but yeah. Oh, and that—that that was the other thing too. Danny Elfman. I love Danny Elfman, and oh, the yeah. music for Willy Wonka was terrible. I love the guy who plays the uh, the Oompa Loompa. Uh, Deep Roy, I think, is his name. He played uh, that one guy in Eastbound and Down. Yeah, he's awesome. 
what's his name in that? I always forget it. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, that'll drive me crazy. It'll come to me though. But yeah, they even screwed him up. He's like, yep. he's not the most awesome Oompa Loompa ever, like he should be. Yep, wasn't wasn't great. Oh, I remember the name, Aaron. There you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you haven't seen season two of Eastbound and Down or any of those seasons, actually, <laughs> so good. you need to watch that. Good, All right, good show. Well, I, I guess just, we're we're kind of in a complaining mode today on the podcast. <laughs> climate change is a goddamn Willy Wonka movie. <laughs> well, both are problems. Get a fucking Tesla already. <laughs> anyway, I was wrong. It is say. not the Dave Barry, uh, not the Dave Barry novel. I was thinking that oh. that is called Big Trouble, not Big, Big Trouble. And Dave Barry is a humor columnist. He was worked for the Miami Herald, maybe still does, but yeah, he's he's pretty funny. I have some of his books that are just collections of columns. So mm. that book is interesting, pretty pretty weird, and I think they made a movie out of it too, just not Tim Burton. Yeah, I uh, I've been thinking about renewing my Audible account. I kind of miss mm. listening to books on tape. That definitely is a good way to go through books like that because I don't think I'd get th- get to it if it was just part of my stack next to my bed. Yeah. It'll just sit there staring at me. Yeah, that'd be a good one to listen to for sure. It's an entertaining. It's just a fun story. It's not like a deep, crazy novel or anything. It's just a good story. Mm-hmm. So. I, uh, that's a tiny little side note. If you are thinking about getting into books on tape or anything like that, something I didn't consider was who is the person reading it? And is it telling you information that you're going to be able to retain? So the two biggest mistakes I made is I got a book by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm -hmm. I think it was like astrophysics for people in a hurry. And that's the huh. worst thing to get on tape. Because he's talking about like bosons and da 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 da. And you're like, wait a minute. If I was in a book, I'd highlight that and look it up real quick. Like, what is that? Yeah. And just, no, it's just flying by. Great voice for reading a book, but I recommend getting the physical copy. And then the other one was Joan Rivers' autobiography. And Joan Rivers yeah. is great. One of the best stand-ups, probably top 10 ever. And yeah, she's reading the whole book and it's Joan Rivers' voice. Oh. (laughs) So you can't understand shit. You're like, what did she just say? (laughs) She's like, oh my God. And I grew up in my home. It was a very lovely Jewish girl. And you're just like, "Mm." that was really hard to pay attention to. I thought you were gonna say Gilbert Gottfried, so that's <laughs> better than that. He doesn't he read uh Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, I have that's heard pretty. that. I wanna feel your hands inside. <laughs> uh, it's too powerful. No one's listened to it yet. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be too much excitement. Indeed. Anyway, keep that in mind if you're getting a book on tape. I also found it, an American Werewolf in London soundtrack. In that movie, they play Blue Moon, Moon Dance, Bad Moon Rising, oh, and shit. a bunch of different versions of Blue Moon, I guess, now that I'm looking. Well, dang, I'm going to have to add all those moon songs. I like doing moon songs. Oh, yeah. I think Blue Moon, or no. Blue Velvet. That's what I was trying to think of. That should... No, that's got to go into Psycho Movie November. That's a little too... I don't know. Sorry. I'm all over the place today. Blue Velvet's great. Just go watch it. But it's really creepy. I was trying to think if it's a Halloween movie or not. 
Not the Halloweeny vibe, just creepy. But it's it's like drug trip, weird, sorted characters kind of thing. Interesting. But that that uh, has the song Blue Velvet, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Nice. Anyways, what else you got for me today? You ready for the weird news? Yeah, I think it's uh, get on to the weird news and wrap this puppy up. Okay. So, uh, maybe you've already seen this. I think it's a cool idea. Uh, they've introduced these new bathrooms in a public park in Tokyo. Mm. So, they're transparent walls. But it's like uh-huh. they're not totally transparent all the time. They're like, uh, as soon as you go inside, they, I, I don't know if it actually says how they, they work, but, uh, they like the, it goes like opaque, so you can't see through it anymore. So you can see through mm-hmm. it, see inside, see that there's just, you know, there's nobody in there. It's lit up inside, even when there's nobody in there. It's like and TV then, screens starts playing ads on the outside about toilet paper or something. That doesn't, they're not screens. They just kind of go, you can't see through them anymore. It even looks like you can hmm. kind of like see a little bit, which that's kind of weird. Ah, silhouette. Yeah, you can like see that there's somebody in there, I guess, but also, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> going to be some hobo just hiding in a bush. This is starting to turn into the panties inside a vending machine. machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, where's this going? But yeah, that's pretty interesting. I mean, that's a good a good way to go i guess if you're you know live in a pretty sheltered little town you don't have to be that scared about walking into a bathroom at night i don't think anybody's ever been attacked in one around here but in big cities you, it's totally a thing <laughs> can you imagine having like one of those late night two in the morning taco bell runs and then you wake up the next day and have a bunch of coffee at like a job interview and then you're walking by and I go, oh, man, I got to use one of these outdoor restroom things. You go in there and you sit down. It goes opaque. Nobody can see. They could just see your silhouette. And then you flush and stand up. And then when it goes unopaque and clear, there's this shit floating <laughs> like on the walls just everywhere. You're like, oh, my God. It's oh, like no. shit that's learned how to mime. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we could write this movie for next October. <laughs> the shit mime. <laughs> oh, the shit mimes. Do you see them? They're a punk band. Oh, I didn't catch that show. Yeah, we'll have to see if they'll do a opening take. Yeah, the only we'll shit mime I've seen guy. is just this guy's like, it's a box. See, it's a fucking box. What's in the box? <laughs> well, I think that's about it, buddy. Yeah, I'd say we wrap it up. That was a good round. Um, we'll try to get Neil on for this Halloween Town thing. Um, do we do we want to discuss the the other project at all? Anything updating there? I don't think there's anything new to announce. I think. Just kind of okay. keep your eyes peeled for it. It's going to be coming soon. Yeah, Who we've been kind of cooking up some ideas. So it's kind of a nice simmer right now. Yeah, it's, you should start smelling something cooking, and pretty soon it'll be served. Nice. All right, as always, um, just have a good week. Catch up on these movies. Enjoy your October, and keep your core small. Yeah, you got to... Keep it tight. Don't let the mantle split. It's important. Yeah, and tr- try not to throw too many people into space either. Be a good person. Yeah. Space, you know, you gotta get it too crowded or you end up with what we have now. We got space junk. Space junk. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's been a good episode. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks, everybody. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. 
If you would like to contact us, please write us at fogkoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.